This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Do you fear that day when you will, you know, not be having videos that, that get hundreds of millions uh, of views in a month? I will make sure that never happens. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Hello, Jason. Hello, Anthony. Or should I say, hello, everybody. This is your daily dose of energy. You could, you know, you, you get a little more stress. Oh, yeah, like with your daily dose. That was much better. Yeah. So, hello, everyone. This is your daily dose of energy. <laughs> nice. Let's first like describe what it is that your channel does. Your clip show channel. Yeah, so basically I show the top trending videos from around the world. Whatever is popular, I want in my channel. And I just want to show the best quality possible. You're basically a, a, a master curator. Yeah. And this kind of thing has existed before. There's America's Funniest Home Videos and stuff like that. So it's it's yeah. it's out there. It's been, it's been done before. Yeah, but I, I like to think I'm better than them because <laughs> AFV, I remember growing up watching AFV. I'm like, why is every fifth you know, video, someone getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> like, come on. You know, that's not entertaining. Yeah. And then other people on YouTube, Ray William Johnson was doing the, the same thing for a long time. And he was the number one most subscribed channel. So he was an inspiration of mine, but <clears throat> no hate to him. I was like, what if I could do what he does without the talking, without making the jokes? Because whenever I watched his videos, that's what I was hitting. I would always skip what he was talking about and go straight to the content. I'm like, you're a funny guy and everything. I get it. You're, 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 you're a good guy on camera. But however, like, I'm just here for the content. The very first time that we ever spoke, you reached out to me and you were like, hey, so um, I'm getting a lot of offers from people to buy my channel. And I know you sold Smosh. I want to get a little bit of advice. Yeah, it was. Uh, so the past four months of me have been kind of crazy because I was really in kind of like panic mode because I haven't seen that kind of performance with my channel in a long time. It's yeah, like, you're getting like 350 million views a month? Well, now. <laughs> now, but I'm saying I was worried because my channel wasn't doing that great according to my, my own standards. Oh. So I was kind of in panic mode and I didn't know what to do. It's kind of like selling like a stock at, at the high point. You know, yeah. you, you don't want to sell at the low point. So I'm like, I know, what my, I know what my business is worth. Should I sell it now? Should I sell out? So I reached out to a few companies and see what they had to offer. And one company was like 10 million bucks. Another one was like 12 million. Another one was like, just name your price. And I was like, I'll do it. You were thinking about actually I was, selling I was, I was really thinking about just going, selling out and yeah. just basically just quitting YouTube. So then you called me. And did that change your mind? No. Our conversation? No. Oh, okay. I wasn't very it, it, convincing. It was nice to talk to you. not me. But honestly, you didn't really help that much. Cool. I'm glad you're honest. What did... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, it really... I was about two meetings away from really selling out. But... Um, I think it was my mom. She's like, all you do is complain about your channel and how you're struggling and everything. Why don't you do something to change it? I'm like, okay, mom, you know, I will. My sister did the same thing. She's like, you can't do everything by yourself. You need a team. Yeah, because you were literally the only person working on the channel. Yes. With 15 million subscribers. So I talked to myself and I'm like, let's just give YouTube Shorts a try before we sell out. Let's yeah. see how YouTube Shorts works. Best decision I ever made. It's everything has exploded. 
subscribers, views, everything. Yeah. Why do people want your channel so bad? Why are there so many offers in the tens of millions of dollars? Because here's how it works. 95% of all viral videos that you see on the internet are owned by about 12 companies. Really? Yeah. Because well, like, they purchase that? I don't want to say they own it, but they are an agent. They're, rep they're a representative. If you sign away the, the contract, basically what happens is they go, okay, we represent your video now. We will then distribute that to ABC, CBS, all these big corporations. Mm. Every time we make a sale, you get a percentage. So these uh, big companies like Viral Hog, Juke Media, they all are very, they preyed upon me. They, they really want my channel. What amount would it take for you to sell your channel? I told them, I said 20 million. 20 million? I said 20 million. Why 20 million? You're already getting offers for 12. What's the big difference between 12 and 20? Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> what, you just want over 10 million in your pocket or what? I want to open up an animal sanctuary. I want to, um, and a farm and all these fun things, so. You were telling me that you also want to open an apple orchard? Start, you want to own oh, an apple dude, orchard? I want to be an apple orchard farmer so badly. Just why? That's such a bizarre, specific um, it's a dream. Mid, it's a Midwest thing. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't get it. Do people ever criticize you for just being a curation clips channel? Like you're not a real creator because you just take other people's clips? The way that I see it is I'm like a director, producer sort of thing. The number one thing is, He's lazy. All he does is steal videos and take videos off Reddit, and that's yeah. it. It is a lot of hard work. Uh, it's a lot of negotiating contracts. A lot yeah. of people be like, no, you can't share my video unless you know we get this dollar amount. It's a lot of negotiating. So yeah. I have to be very level-headed with what I do. Are you the negotiator? I am the negotiator. But here's the thing. So I, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. It is a job anyone could do if they have the right mindset. Yeah. It's not exactly uh, creative. Yeah. But anyone can do this, but you do have to have that kind of grind mindset. What's your process of finding the clips? Scrolling through TikTok, <laughs> um, Instagram. It's just scrolling? It's scrolling, but here's the thing. I'm paying people right now, a few people, like 30 bucks an hour to scroll through TikTok and Instagram. So That's people are scrolling on TikTok right now for you? Yes, but, here, <laughs> but, here's, the, but here's the thing. The reason why it's not a full-time job yeah. is because there's just not enough content out there. The first time you open up that app on your phone, it's only solid content for the first 15 minutes. You notice that? The, you, TikTok and Instagram will feed you the best videos in that first 15 minutes. Uh, After that, it's crap. Is it because there's only 15 minutes worth of high quality content? For your algorithm. So uh, if I get multiple people with multiple algorithms, they will get the best content per algorithm. I feel like talking about algorithms is, is so interesting because it's something that was introduced to the internet about a decade ago. Mm -hmm. And it's just getting more and more refined. Yeah. And now entire platforms, TikTok is entirely built on it being good at predicting what it is that you'll want to see. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's a little spooky. Okay, want to hear my scariest TikTok story? Yes. I still have no answer for this and okay. how it knows. I went for a walk with my mom. I put my phone, my iPad, everything was in the house. I had no devices on me. Yeah. We went for a walk around the block. Around halfway around the block, we're, we're like, you know, a, a half mile away from the house. Sure. And I found a bee that I've never seen before. I'm like, it was the most strange looking bee I've ever seen in my life. And I go back home, I go in the house. The very first video I open up when I see TikTok is that bee. <laughs> what? That is the spookiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Do you think it was just a random coincidence? It has to be. It ha there's no other explanation I had, unless TikTok has implanted something in my brain. They might as well have. Yeah. How much do these licensing deals cost? How many videos are you including in a in one of your videos? When I first kind of started doing licensing deals with these 
uh, corporations, I, I was very cheap about it. Like I had a goal like a thousand bucks an episode. Like I don't want to spend more than a thousand bucks an episode. And now after this like whole me panicking about my video quality going down and everything, I'm like, I don't care. Whatever the price, let's get it done. I think $200 per clip is like the standard across the industry. Mm. Um, and how long do you own that clip? Or how long can you license that clip? For? Forever. It can That's be in perpetuity? Yeah, it's a steal. Don't tell, don't tell them that. If they hear that, I think they're going to watch this video and they're going to know and they're going to start charging you at least 300 not. But here's the thing. It's a, it's a great deal. <laughs> Please don't raise the prices. <laughs> I try to get about 20 clips per video and I try to have about half of those be permission. Like yeah. I just got for free. Another half be videos I paid for. So it's, you'll you'll end up spending around $3,500 a video. No, anywhere between literally 200 bucks to 3000 I don't care. I just I just want to get it, get it done. I, at this point, I'm willing to spend whatever. Um, because I want to I want to get the best quality out there because <clears throat> I want to make sure I squash all my competition. Okay, who's your competition? I don't know if I have any. You don't have any competition right now? I don't feel like I do. Yo, there is a hole in the market. Okay, I'm tired of this monopoly. We need some competition here. Don't worry, it's gonna be good for you. It's gonna be stressful, but it's gonna improve the quality of your content because you're gonna have to fight for it. You know who competes with me? It's gotta be like TikTok as a whole, YouTube Shorts as a whole. But you're I- You're competing with entire platforms? I think that's my only competition because what, what my videos are, it's basically scrolling through TikTok or whatever, but I'm doing it for you. Mm. So that's, I get that comment all the time. People are like, I love your videos because it's like scrolling through TikTok, but I don't have to see the bad videos. That's true. It's just curated down to four mm. minutes of the stuff that you decided was the best yeah. stuff. It's, it's not like there's a theme to your videos or anything. It is just kind of, the only segues in between some of them is you saying, don't worry, he didn't get it. I literally have to say that or I'll get demonetized. Really? Yeah. I, that's why I have to say that. You have to say no one got hurt or else you'll get demonetized? Yeah, but obviously I won't lie. So so sometimes um, people do get hurt. I'm like, I cannot share that. Let's go back to um, what your job was beforehand. You, you you worked at a bank before you started doing YouTube. Right, so when I graduated from my, from my university in political science, which is kind of useless now, um, but I, I did it because I thought my dad was going to get me a job, you know, working for the government because he worked for the government. Right. And you're like, I want to follow in my dad's footsteps. Because that's all I knew. But he's he was so far up there, up the ladder. He's like, I can't help you. Can't help you, bro. Damn, this nepotism idea did not work. Did not work. <laughs> and so I had nothing to do. And so my uncle, he's like, I can get you a job at a bank. I'm like, okay, cool. It was very depressing, though, because banks are boring and old school and nothing really goes on. But you like money. Okay, it's really depressing though when you're making 40K a year and you're managing money, literally the richest people in the world. I mean, that was like the saddest, most depressing time of my life. And it was, um, I remember, I, I don't think my parents know this. I don't think anyone knows my family knows this, but when I was living by myself in my, in my one bedroom apartment, um, I was saving about $300 a month. And I was just extremely depressed. And I remember it got to the point where I would literally pray to God every night before bed, I'm like, just kill me in my sleep. Kill me in my sleep because I don't want to wake up the next day to do what I want to do, to do what I'm supposed to do. And which is what you did not want to do. Which is what I did not want to do. And every day I would wake up and I would cry that I woke up, which is just incredibly depressing. And so I did that for about a month, two months, five months, I don't know, it was a long time. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, Praying and hoping that I dying doesn't doesn't work. Okay, um, what can we do instead? What let's just have a game plan change. What can we do instead? What do you know how to do? I know how to make YouTube videos because I started making like I had like a Call of Duty channel that wasn't doing anything. I'm like, what can I do? So I decided let's make daily dose of internet. That sounds trendy. That sounds. Did you really come up with a name on the spot? On the spot, I was like daily daily 
daily dose of internet, I guess? That mm. sounds good. And then about a year down the line, I had a YouTube video called The Voice Actor of SpongeBob Swearing. And mm. that exploded. It got like two million views. And so I came back to YouTube and I have been riding that wave ever since. Why were you so depressed during that time? Because I had no purpose and I had no confidence. I've never had confidence in my life. So YouTube literally saved my life and it gave me confidence for the first time in my life. I was not good at it. I wasn't good at anything. Nothing? Nothing. I wasn't good at anything. I feel like it's not necessarily a coincidence that a lot of people who are very successful with things that they put their mind to had moments in their life where they felt like giving up. Because sometimes you you almost need that reminder that you can get through the hard times. Yeah. That life is a constant roller coaster of up and down. You can't expect it to constantly be going up forever. Yeah, I, I think a little bit of luck is applied there because like I wouldn't be talking to here with you if my SpongeBob video never took off. <laughs> Which yeah. like it all kind of boils down to like the algorithm and what YouTube wants and what audiences want. Or well, yeah, whatever the algorithm wanted. So I guess the algorithm a year later was like, cool video. Oh, so it, it started popping off a year after it you uploaded it. Yeah, I uploaded it and then a year later it popped off. And then you said, wait, maybe there is yeah. a future in this for me? Exactly. So I was uh, I was still working at the bank um, doing YouTube videos and I called one of my coworkers over who I still talk to, he's super cool. He's like, what? I'm like, this is how much I'm making a day on YouTube. He's like, why, why are you still here? I'm like, good point. And so then I put my two weeks in and I quit on Groundhog Day uh, 2018. <laughs> So whenever Groundhog Day comes around, I'm like, it's the five-year anniversary of me quitting. Was your family encouraging when you decided that you were going to quit your your nine-to-five bank job and go do something that no. takes a lot of risk, like YouTube? No, my aunt said no. My uncle, I don't think he, I don't think he was supportive. Um, my mom was definitely not supportive. Uh, my dad was just like, okay, what do you got to lose? Yeah. And I, ha I kind of had that same mentality. Same mentality. I was like, what do I have to lose? I'm at the bottom of the totem pole of a corporation I don't want to be at. Might as well take a jump. It's not like I'm all the way up here, you know, with a prestigious job and everything. I better try something different. Like people don't take risks if they're comfortable. That's true. It actually discourages risks. Yeah. And that's why as you start to age, people get more comfortable with their lifestyle, with their job, with their with what they feel is their place in the world. Yeah. And it makes any curveball feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's why. I was so stressed out about the past like five months because like, oh my God, I've been doing the same formula for years and it's worked so well. It's not working anymore. I panicked like, what do I do? And that's why I had to take a leap of faith with shorts. And uh, I also extended the length of my videos and which is what YouTube wants. You know, I'm banned from the front page. From, what, you, can't, you can't be recommended to the front page? I am blacklisted. Why? So when I first um, started YouTube, I made every single time, like when I first started blasting off on YouTube in 2017, and I think 2018, I was exploding so fast. And it's because I got the number one trending, number two trending, almost every time I uploaded. Mm. And YouTube didn't like that. Why? Uh, because they have a rule about um, creating content. What's their rule? They don't want um, compilation channels. I've, I've talked to YouTube about this. They don't know what to define me. They don't know if I'm a compilation channel or I'm like a featuring director sort of thing. They don't even know how to define me, yeah. but they think I'm, I'm too risky to put on the front page. But here's the thing, they love me. YouTube loves me. They love me, I'm, and I know that because I've talked to them. They mm -hmm. want me to be around, yeah. um, but they don't want their front page to be compilation stuff. 
was there a day when you found out that you were banned from being on the front page? Yeah, they told me. What? They just told, <laughs> so an employee told you? Uh, yeah, an employee said, yeah, you're banned. You're like, you're like, you're like, it's not like a rule they just made. Like, yeah, it, because you are a compilation channel, you can't be on here. Damn, I didn't realize that. I guess if you go to the trending page, you're not going to see any no. compilation videos? It's always going to be, you know, Jimmy Kimmel forever. Oh, God. <laughs> Quick facts, by the way, Rocket Money is sponsoring this episode. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spendings, and helps you lower your bills all in one single place. Like for example, I just found out that I've been being charged every single month for the past five years for the copy of John Wick 2 that I ordered on Redbox five years ago. But most Americans are just as stupid as me and they think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when it's actually closer to 200. Rocket Money shows you all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels anything you don't want for you. It can even find subscriptions that you didn't know you were paying for. Like, yes, I did find out that I was paying for two different Spotify accounts at once. Stop throwing money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. That's rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. That's rocketmoney.com slash Padilla. Now, back to the world of Daily Dose of Internet. What is it like now having this newfound sense of confidence? It's nice. I, I can make a lot of friends. I can socialize. I love socializing. I'm a social butterfly. I remember I, I told my plus one at the streamer awards, I said, don't be offended, but I'm literally just going to jump around from person to person to person. I, I'm probably going to, I'm not, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just so busy going to be jumping around. I probably won't give you very much attention. What does that feel like now that, you know, being on the platform has offered you so much more of a social life? I think making friends is everything. Well, here's the thing. Um, what I, what frustrates me the most about YouTubers is that for the most part, they just kind of want to do their own thing. And I want to socialize. Mm. But YouTubers don't really socialize that often. They don't have like big get togethers like Twitch streamers do or other streamers do. It's very true. So I like hanging out with these streamers because they socialize. And the other thing is that I don't have an incentive to hang out with them. I, the only incentive I have to hang out with them is it's fun. It's fun. I don't, there's no networking. There's no business side. There's no way that they can help me. No ladders to climb. There's no way that they can help me. It's just <laughs> cool. Like it's cool talking, you know, a little bit of business here and there, but for the most part, it's just me having a good time. Growing up, I didn't really have too many friends. In high school, I think I had three friends. I had, and that I would sit with at the, uh, at the, at the table, you know, at the lunch table. Yeah. And it'd be, um, this Asian girl who couldn't speak English this heroin addict who taught us how to inject heroin. And he taught us that you have to inject it in your toes because that way nobody knows. <laughs> oh, and it's good that it rhymes so he can't, can't forget. Yeah, I will never forget that. Inject it in your toes so, so nobody, nobody knows. knows. You can make a song out of that. Yeah. And then the third person was this uh, chubby kid who could produce milk from his nipples. So. How would they describe you? Uh, I was quiet. They would probably said just a quiet guy that didn't say anything. Oh, come on. They definitely said like there is this awkward, lanky guy that probably produced juice from some orifice that I hope not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so those are my friends in high school. Okay. So I go from that to this. Uh huh. Mind blowing. Because it's the first time in my life that people actually wanted to hang out with me. Do you feel like that group only hung out with you because you were just one of the other awkward we, Yeah, we weren't even really friends. We just hung out with each other because we had no other option. <laughs> and the girl that couldn't speak English couldn't understand you, which was probably for the better. Right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> what is it like hanging out with all these people that you have seen on the internet before and, you know, 
you came from a place where you were kind of the, the Shire outcast, and now here you are part of, you know, the group of people that a lot of people see and they want to hang out with. Um, I still kind of feel like an outsider. Yeah. Because just because um, these people are very talented and they're very good creators and everything, and I'm just kind of like a director. Mm. And so uh, what I noticed is that a lot of these uh, streamers, they're very good at talking. They're very good at talking. It's their full-time job. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's not my full-time job. So yeah. I, I like to listen more. And I think that's why I enjoy hanging out with them because they do all the talking and go, hey, cool. <laughs> Talk about yourself. That's great. And uh, you were just at the Streamer Awards and you were telling me that there was this huge difference six hours before the awards and six hours after the awards started. About three hours before the awards started, I was in an empty bathtub in my hotel room with my pillow in a fetal position just on my phone. And I was texting my friends. I was like, this is what I'm doing right now. Three hours before the, I, I was so nervous for the stream rewards. Why were you nervous? Because I was like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. You weren't even presenting, right? I know. I was just some guy in the crowd. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I, I got nervous. And uh, it's just, it's a lot of people. And so, well, what's going on through your head? Like, how am I going to, uh, like, am I going to mess up or? I don't know. Like, just don't be stupid, you know? Mm. I was just worried. But uh, that's what happens when you go from, not socializing at all to like oh, social paradise. I loved it. I was nervous up until as soon as I got there and I, I was on the red carpet and I was like, I'm in the zone. Don't don't interrupt me. Let me let me start socializing. I started, you know, picking people off. I'm like, I was like, Bella Porch, mm. what's up? It's like, yeah. hey, she probably has no idea who I am. Right. I'm Bella Porch, what's up? Hey, random white guy number seven. Exactly. <laughs> And so I was just picking people up. Confidence was through the roof. I was, I was moving. I was doing my thing. I, 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 that's why I love the Streamer Awards. It's so many people that I, I look up to and enjoy and, and love and all in one place. And, um, and it's, I won't get that kind of socializing back home. I kind of feel the same way before a big social event. I'm almost devastated. <laughs> just just the, 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 the fear of talking to so many people, especially... I think there's this added layer because I have been doing this for 17 years now and there's so many people that have seen me or heard of me or just know of my existence and being there in front of them, I feel like in a weird sense, I feel like I have to live up to the expectation of what they hope I am, even though I know that's not the case. In high school, I wouldn't talk really to anyone except for my close group of friends. I would, yeah. I would try to, to just make myself invisible. I did not want to be the center of attention. I did not want a lot of people talking about me, looking at me, thinking about me. So I just kind of sat in the background and I was always told I was a shy kid. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm just shy. I don't like to, I don't like, I don't, I just don't have confidence really is what it boiled down to. Right. Because I was just so nervous that I would rather not say anything because I had that fear that was so loud of what if something goes wrong, just do nothing. Dude, confidence is the most valuable thing in the world. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could work any job in the world not with the confidence I have. Really? It's crazy. Like, like I'm like, I don't know what I need to do, but I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to do it. And I'll try my best. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say I will do it, but I'll, I'll try my best. And it's amazing how uh, addicting and intoxicating, if you can get like just a dose of confidence, it is the most beautiful thing in the world. What is it that gave you that confidence? Why do you have confidence now when you didn't have it before? Oh, because I'm good at something for the first time in my life. 
Well, what's saying, what's what's to say it's good other than, is it numbers that tell you it's good? What is it that tells you it's good? What tells me it's good is, yeah, obviously numbers, um, doing, doing, you know, being one of the top 1% YouTubers in the world, is it just bananas? Um, not everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. And But I think the biggest thing is when people come up to, when people start bragging about you, I gotta go, oh, you know my son? That's, that's Daily Dose Internet. Do you fear that day when you will, you know, not be having videos that, that get hundreds of millions uh, of views in a month? I will make sure that never happens. Never? Never. Don't. You're never going to have a day where you're not getting hundreds of millions of views in a month. I will make sure that doesn't happen on my, on my terms. It would, it would have to be something detrimental. Like this is, this is the kind of psycho mindset you need, folks. Like, <laughs> so, so, like, so like my goals before YouTube Shorts was like, oh, please, like a hundred million views. That's, that, that's what I want per month. That's still so many. Okay, I'm like a hundred million views a month. That's just, that's just what I want. Now I'm like, if I don't get 300 million views, what am, what am I doing wrong? You, that's just crazy how the, the, the floor keeps going higher. Collab, my network, had a li- literally had someone talk to me like, Jason, you need to calm down. Yeah. Like, calm down. Like, you are extremely successful. I'm like, but the numbers are done. Like, yeah, that happens sometimes. I can tell you from experience that attaching your self-worth or the value of your mind or your content or your success, equating that to numbers is a recipe for disaster. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. (laughs) But here's the thing. Um, I've had to turn down multiple relationships, potential relationships, because I told them, I said, I can't be a good boyfriend right now because what I focus on right now is not would not make me a good boyfriend. So like business is number one for me. And so- What I, if they proposed it like a business proposal? What if they said, hello, sir, or hello to whom this may concern. I would love to be a partner in your, in thine life. Let me, give me the contract details. Like Okay, what? okay. <laughs> Two nights on the couch watching Netflix a week. <laughs> um, one date night per week. Take me to a carnival, win me, uh, stuffed animal made in China that I'm going to throw away when I get home. Yeah. Um, kiss me on the forehead before you leave for work. Yeah, one of, one of those things, yeah. So here's what I told myself. That's, it's, that's it. It's so, that simple. So here's what I told myself. I'm my, not even asking for sex. Okay. <laughs> so here's what I told myself. Because I, since, I'm a, since I'm self-aware that it's not healthy, I told myself, when I'm 35, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm probably just 99% likely I will just be done with YouTube when I'm 35 which is five years from now. I thought you just said you're never gonna have- a, a On new... my own terms. So you're giving yourself five years and you're done. That is that is what I'm telling myself. We'll see. Re- I don't re- think that's gonna happen. It Real- sounds like you're too obsessed. Realistically. <laughs> but here's the thing. If I tell myself I'm gonna do this for 10 years, I'm like, 10 years, Jesus. It, but so, so I remember I did a, I was on a podcast with, you know, Hassan and Cutie. Yeah. And I told them, yeah, I'll probably be done in like two to three years. And now I'm telling myself five years. Yeah. So. I, don't listen to me. When you talked on the phone with me, you said at least two more years. So two years, three years, five years. It's going to be 10 years tomorrow. I hope not. I, I know one day I'm going to wake up and it's just going to be, it's been eight years, 10 years, huh? I feel like you're going to keep going because you're not going to have that foundation of a lot of the things that people say are like the foundation of life, like relationships. Yeah, all those and, things. Because you're, you're avoiding that stuff in order to build this. Yeah. But you're not going to have that to turn to when you decide you're done with this. So what is the option? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. The Probably the biggest reason why I'm still doing YouTube is the fact that 
I can socialize and meet new people mm-hmm. because I can hang out with people that can. Because uh, I was talking to a company, and and they're like, "What dollar amount?" I'm like, "Honestly, I don't think it's really the dollar amount. I think it's just I love doing what I'm doing too much because it allows me to socialize and hang out with so many cool people, and make some new friends, which I've never mm-hmm. had before." That's the end of this video. I really hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you guys again very very soon. Later. This is a weird bee kind of guy. You know, bees are my favorite insect in the whole world. Why? Because they pollinate the apples? That's another good reason. But um, I think they are um, feared for wrong reasons, and they're cute, and they're fuzzy. Here's the thing. Have you ever touched a bee before? Like, just for fun, petted a bee. No, I'm afraid it's going to kill me. No, it's not going to kill you. Okay, <laughs> next time you see a bee, audience, look at me. <laughs> next, time, next time you see a bee, see them pollinating, touch their butt. What? Touch their butt. Well, ask for consent first. <laughs> ask for consent, touch their butt, and they won't do anything. Can you say this without getting sued by someone that touches it and gets stung and has an allergic reaction? Okay, here's the, here's the thing. When bees are pollinating, they don't care about anything in the whole world. It's like throwing a human into a pit of money and be like, hey, is it okay if I touch you here? They're like, I don't care. I don't care. Look at all this money. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with a bee.